coffee? Don't be mad. I won't turn you in or nothing. I guess you don't recognize me. Lily? I mean, from before. I was calling myself Chanterelle then. I used to, well, I was in this cult that worshiped vampires. So lame, I know. Yeah, I, uh, I remember. Well, you kind of saved us. I never thanked you or anything. Did you tell anyone who I was? Oh no, not, not even Ricky. I mean, I was so surprised to see you here, waiting tables. But I wouldn't tell. I know how it is when you gotta get lost. Scene one, Apple, take one. Hello, it is another episode of Revisiting Sunnydale. Yay! <laughs> okay, so I'm your host, Camila, and normally at this point in time, Marcella would chime in and say that she was also a host, but Marcella's not here today. Today, I am joined with by my husband, Dan. Dan! <laughs> I will get into that in a moment as to why it's Dan and not Marcella, but um, you guys know the rules. We're watching Buffy one episode at a time, re-watching it. There's going to be spoilers, and uh, we're going to get into it. All right, so... The reason why Marcel is not here with me today is because we had some technical difficulties here at the Rugged Angel Studios. Boo. Yes, Marcella and I recorded two episodes. We recorded this episode and we recorded the episode for Dead Man's Party a couple weeks ago. And um, I had. She put in the work. Yeah, she, Her foot. she did. Yeah. Three stories. Yeah, she did the damn thing. She did what she was supposed to do. She came, she, she had her commitments, she made them. But my computer, or my passport, external hard drive, decided to punk out on me. Punk. Thus corrupting uh, those two files and making them unable to be used. So instead of making Marcella track all the way back over here and make you guys wait another couple weeks for the next episode, my husband Dan has been so kind as to fill in today on this very hot and humid day here in Pittsburgh. So You didn't have to twist my arm. <laughs> yes. So one of the things that I love about my husband is that uh, one of the found, I don't want to say founding things of our relationship. One of the corners of the pinte table. Uh, okay. I don't know what that means. Me neither. <laughs> Listeners, Google that for us. <laughs> So one of the, the reasons, one of the many reasons, once we already started dating, we realized that, oh, my God, you're a Buffy fan, too. It went both ways. And so um, it was important to me. <laughs> is that on your list of things? It wasn't. Did you believe that? It was not on the list. It was extra. <laughs> so, Dan, what is your, your background with Buffy? It's extra. <laughs> well, uh... I can't think about Buffy without talking about my friend Tommy LaBarge. Word. In St. Louis. My introduction to, this is going to be a long way around it, but I was a young law student. I was, you know, my third year of law school and interning at a very reputable law firm, which is a very stressful situation, especially when they give you the job and they tell you, <clears throat> after you graduate, we were not keeping you. Hmm. Okay. We have our golden boy, Tommy LaBarge. And I was like, hmm, I can't wait to meet that guy. <laughs> this is your office. 
And so I go about doing my work and, you know, a day or two passes and I really haven't met anybody. And one day this other young intern walks into my office and he's like, you must be Dan. I'm like, I am Dan. He's like, my name's Tom LaBarge. I'm like, oh, hey, Tom, nice to meet you. You know, like yeah. doing my all right. professional stuff. And he's like, can I hide under your desk? <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, do you like the Grateful Dead? <laughs> what? He's like, I need an answer fast. <laughs> I was like, is it an emergency? <laughs> yes. <laughs> then sure. And so he hid under my desk, and like within 10 seconds, the one of the named partners of the firm comes mm. in my office, and he's like, have you seen Tom LaBarge? I'm like, I haven't met him yet. <laughs> he's like, okay. And he goes on, and Tommy is like, yes, that was the right answer. And he comes out from under the desk, and he's like, you must come over Tuesday night to my house for pizza. Emo's Pizza is a special thing in St. Louis. It's like the nastiest, runniest. It's like a provolone Romano mix, and St. Louisians live and die by it, and I do miss it sometimes, but you would not like it. <laughs> I don't recommend it to out-of-towners. Okay. Uh, Emo's Pizza and Budweiser Beer and... Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I did not have a TV at the time. Mm -hmm. I was a snob about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer for real. But nonetheless, I was like so refreshed to be introduced to the practice of law in such a silly way. Right. And you know how much I value silliness. Yes. So. That's, okay, so there you have it. And so, and who is your favorite Buffy character? Willow. Why Willow? I can't think of it. A reason not, first of all. <laughs> That's an acceptable Everybody answer, can love Willow. Okay. And because she says the gosh darn cutest things, I wrote many of them down. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay, cool. Sue. Her wit. Okay. And her humor. All right. I can dig it. I can get down with that. It's, you know, it's not typical. Most dudes would go for Faith or Cordy just for the obvious reasons because they're hot. But Dan goes a little bit deeper. I that. would marry Willow but have the Cordelia version of Playboy so good thing I, I wasn't eligible get, back then. Just about to give you some major props and then you kind of screwed it up. Okay. So <laughs> this is episode 32 of Revisiting Sunnydale. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like, ah, and there it is. All right. So today we are finally going to get into, um, oh, yes. And you guys, I'm sorry. You're also going to miss whatever unboxing we did. But I don't think we did any unboxing. My notes say we did not unbox anything in this episode. So you didn't miss anything. And if you want to check out our rankings of episodes from season two, Marcella and I's, um, they are listed on our website and on the Facebook page, Revisiting Sunnydale. So we're f finally starting season three. So if you didn't unbox anything, where'd this zombie come from that keeps popping up in various that's places other in our house? That's other episode, another episode. <laughs> it's not this episode. Oh. It's scary. <laughs> then that, that zombie, actually, I bought that. Oh, yeah. The other day at Target. <laughs> it was one of those little mystery boxes. Like, it was a Walking Dead mystery box figurine, and you it's like $4. You don't know what you're getting, but it could be one of these 12, one of the ones that you want, like Rick and the... You know, Alexandria suit or inch I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a scary one. Yeah, I bought one before and I got another zombie. Yeah, that one was pretty scary. I gave that away to a girl at work. Maggie, shout out. She really liked it. She was super pumped. By where, it. where is it from? Walking Dead. No, no. Like who makes those little toys? I don't remember. Uh, I would. I don't know. I don't remember. It's not Funko and it's not Titan. So that's, uh, that's right what I can give you. All right. So, um, 
we're starting up season three. This is season three, episode two, and the... I thought that was episode one. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Episode one. And I saw two in my notes and just said two instead of it. You were correct. Thank we're you. Teamwork. Yes. Season three, episode one. And the original air date was September 29th, 1998. And this episode was written by Joss Whedon and directed by Joss Whedon, which normally means awesomeness. But I beg to differ for this episode. Uh, for me, season three does not really start until uh, a, a Faith, Hope and Trick. Yeah. So that very date, this uh-huh. episode, I thought it was. That's why I asked you, what year was this made? Uh-huh. This was the... The episode that I watched for the first time. Oh, this, seriously? This was the first ep- Buffy episode I ever watched with Tom LaBarge eating Emo's pizza and drinking Budweiser in a Soulard apartment. That's funny in because this is this would be the first episode that I watched live, like while I was on the air with Marcella. Me too. Oh my god! <laughs> like that we were the- meant to get married. <laughs> See, it's a big thing. It's one of the legs of the pente table. I'm telling you. <laughs> See? <laughs> okay, see? We're going to get right on that. See? That's amazing. So is Anne. Okay, that's crazy. That's, that's crazy. That is crazy. And it was an impressive episode. Like, there was some intellectual, like, real-world issues being introduced, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we'll oh, yeah. get into that. Yes. So the summary of this episode is, still not knowing Buffy's whereabouts, the rest of the gang return to school and take over the slain. Meanwhile, Buffy, who is now living under an assumed identity, is recognized in a diner and begins her fight to return home from the netherworld she has fallen into. Important guest stars are Julia Lee as Lily and Larry Bagby as, I think his name was Ken or Kent. Ken. Ken. Kill Ken. Kill Ken. All right, and there we have it. So... This episode, uh, it starts off with the gang slain. I've known it starts off with some random Buffy dream, which I hate Buffy's dreams. Oh, that's right. No, wait, was that? No, it didn't start off. It started off with Willow, Xander, and Oz. It started off with a great okay. shot up Willow's legs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and she's like, give it to me, big boy. And it's like, it's basically the gang trying to fight vampires without right. Buffy and trying to recreate Buffy. Which I don't understand. Like, if I was one of Buffy's <laughs> friends and Buffy pieced out on me, I'm not picking up the slain killing slack. Vampire. Yeah, because Giles wasn't there. That's no. the thing that had me concerned. Why is there no adult supervision? <laughs> they are teenagers. I don't know what, I think they're seniors in high school at this point, maybe. No. Juniors? Oh, they're juniors. Juniors, okay. In any event, no, wait. I don't know what they were. It's no, a new you're school right. They're year, seniors. But they're seniors. Make a big deal. They're seniors. Okay, they're okay. seniors. That makes sense. But it's the whole issue is kind of like. But still, they're not all eighteen at this point, right? And they are, after they finally do kill the vampire, they're all like, "What was with? Give it to me, big boy." And, Willow's, <laughs> and why I love Willow because she's like, well, "Buffy always has a funny pun." <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's like, I know. Yes, okay, her, it wasn't the best. And but. her boyfriend Oz, which is why I love him, he's like, "It's best to have a go-to." <laughs> Mine is at this time. It's personal. Always good. <laughs> yeah, so we have we have touched on many many times on how perfect Oz is and how much we love Oz and Willow as a couple and that was true love and that was their love was special and I'm really kind of it was it was I'm not gonna fake it they were so perfect yes. yeah we can cry together about this <laughs> I cried real tears when they bro- spoiler when they broke up <laughs> right if you haven't seen this already then it's too late there's gonna be spoilers right it's like I've never seen mash well guess what the vietnam war ended (laughs) so today in a very special episode of buffy we tackled teen homelessness 
Yeah, exactly. Because Buffy is off living in squalor. She's got a little sad existence in L.A. in a cheap hotel, I assume. And we see a police car go by just to prove how bad the neighborhood is. Right. (laughs) But you you are right. After they establish the whole where is Buffy, it cut into, like, her dream sequence Mm -hmm. with Angel. And so at first I'm like, I'll... You know, oh, Angel, you know, I, I was buying it. I was like, he's not dead. This is beautiful. This is great. And it's like, wait a minute. He's but on then the it's beach. like a nightmare. It started off like, I'm like, they're going to f- have sex on the beach. <laughs> and then I was like, no, it's a nightmare reminder that she killed Angel. So that's where Buffy is. She's off dealing with Angel in deep psychological ways and having one of her um, prophetic dreams. Prophetic dreams. <laughs> Every now and then you have to assert that Buffy can have a prophetic dream. Yes, she, uh, all of her dreams are supposedly prophetic, or most At least of the them. ones they show us yeah the ones that we see there's a purpose but i just i just hate i hate dream sequences to begin with in movies any and tv shows anyway because they yeah, they're always very vague right yeah i'm with it's you like, some people are into it but sopranos people seriously shame on you <laughs> and what's funny is that's the first thing that popped in my mind when i was shame talking about them with sopranos <laughs> So <laughs> the whole like Buffy as a waitress was kind of interesting. Yeah, she's slanging grits. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> That'll do, peaches. <laughs> Just the horrible sexist would, uh, stereotypes. Have you ever witnessed a, a waitress be smacked on the ass? Oh yeah, absolutely. Really? Yes, yes. People do it in real life. In real life, in, as not a, as as staff too. You know, you know, like not me, well, but like no. I was. I worked in the industry. Well, yeah. All right. I I've seen staff get handsy and things. No, like no. That. I'm not talking about amongst staff. I'm talking oh. customers. I'm saying I had a front row seat to. The yeah. bullshittery that is a lot of men out there who think people like it, get off on it, it makes them That's feel better, it makes them feel like they're superior to their friends, or basically they're psychopaths. Right, right, because you put your hands on somebody and you don't know, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cutlery around to, like, no one, I was, I've, I've waited tables, I've waited my fair share of tables, and no one has ever put their hands on me, I've gotten a lot of inappropriate comments and passes and Baby girl, requests. get my car, just get my car for a second, I gotta say something to you. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I was just saying that I've never gotten smacked on the ass. No one's ever touched me <laughs> without being it warranted or wanted gotcha. without my permission. So Buffy's sad. And she's hiding out. Yeah, she's incognito. They established that. Her name is she's going by Anne. Right. Winter pigtails. And she just looks so blue, so down and downtrodden. And she waits on this doofus young couple. Right. This couple. I'm king of the world. I have an extra crush in my car. (laughs) (laughs) And some pop rocks. (laughs) These kids are, they're obviously, I don't know how old they are. I don't know, high school, a little bit older, but they are homeless and they're in love. And um, they like sugar. Yeah. And they're trying to debate about their pie or cake and uh, they're showing off their brand new ginormous ridiculous tattoos that they got matching tattoos that they got and Buffy's like ugh just what do you want right <laughs> I don't have time for this I just killed my boyfriend last month I can't right, wait right you know, exactly on. yeah do you want eggs <laughs> <laughs> I hear the Obamas are having eggs uh, <laughs> so but the girl um, I forget what's the boy's name Tommy Timmy Jimmy Ricky. Ricky, sure. And the girl's name is Lily. Lily. Who, for now. Yes, a second. For today, it's Lily. But did you recognize her from Angel? 
And also a previous, those of you who were paying close attention. I was paying close attention to her, but I, she, <laughs> I was not this, recognizing her. <laughs> well, this girl, and then it comes up later. This girl was in another, a previous episode of Buffy where um, the episode's called Lie to Me when her friend came back into town and he tried to sell her out to Spike and then, because he wanted Chantrell. to. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So Lily used to be Chantrell. 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 Which she finds out was a mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> After the Buffy. Chantrell. Chantrell. Chantel. Some exotic name. <clears throat> it's, a, it's an exotic mushroom. Yes, exactly. But, spoiler alert, um, she shows up an angel as hmm. a grown woman hmm. who's like a friend of guns who's running a halfway house. Oh, interesting. And I'm pretty sure her name is still Anne at that point. Huh. Very cool. Yes. Very deep. So meta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so um, she's going through this back and forth with these kids. The girl, Lily's like, hey, don't I know you? But he's like, nope, not me, not the one. Right, and she ducks out back the alley. And then Lily, you know, comes up to her again and outs her basically. And is like, I'm going to keep your secret. Right. And she's like, how'd you fall on the name Anne? Mm. Right, so there's a great trivia quiz answer, people. What's Buffy's middle name? And Buffy and, and Summers. Yes, it wasn't just about Angel. I would like to know the story of how mo- her Buffy's mom settled on Buffy. Buffy, naming her kid Buffy. Right, as they say it with no sarcasm. Right. No irony whatsoever. And so, yeah, so Lily's all like, yeah, sorry about almost feeding you to my vampire cult friends. <laughs> I have a different name now. Lily, it means peace. It's totally cool. And so, like, do you have any money? I'd like to go to a rave. And that was the other thing was I was like, what year is this? I'm like, 1998 rave. Okay, <laughs> yeah. no problem. Moving on. But I had a problem with it today in 2016. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, rave? What year was it? What is like, that code yeah, for? Oh. And then I'm like, I'm old. I'm like... I am basically a kid judging somebody from my generation who went to the disco. <laughs> Raves. What is that? <laughs> what is disco? Yes. So she had the nerve to fix her mouth to ask Buffy for money to go to a rave. Right. And then Buffy's like, peace out, goes around the corner and meets Ken, the guy, creepy camp counselor, nice. He's awful. Creepy guy and he always plays that kind of character yes too. he also shows up in angel not as the same character but that actor shows up in, in an episode of angel yeah and pretty much anytime you need like any an extreme christian cannibal killer or something like that there's this guy because they're always like how do they how do they get into their closet like that and so this guy's basically is like where are you running from you know and so he gives her he, this whole spiel about despair is the enemy and you know basically despair is he's really interested in despair <laughs> he's really interested in yeah. despair. He's like, you know, dis, you know, despair is, it, it really is, it's something he focuses on and he, he can understand and he feels their pain. Scene one, Apple, take one. Don't be shy about stopping by. I, mean, I guess you're not starving, but you know, we're not just interested in feeding the body. You, you might find something you're missing. I'm all right. And why are you here? This is not a good place for a kid to be. We get old fast here. The thing that drains the life out of them is despair. I mean, the kids come here, they got nothing to go home to, and this ends up being the last stop for a lot of them. Shouldn't have to be that way. And then they cut back into 
Giles' face, so you know you're back in Sunnydale. And school has started, and it's a new year, and Cordy's finally introduced. And she's all like, where's Xander? You know? Oh, yeah, there's this whole weird thing back and forth about Cordy and Xander. Will like, they or won't they hook back up again? Well, I mean, I don't understand. That w- Nobody she established go- that they both had summer plans. But right, What was yeah. funny is, I guess, I forgot maybe she was gone in the Hamptons with her family. Like the entire summer? I guess and they so. didn't have phones? She couldn't send him a postcard? But like, come on. They couldn't establish whether or not making out was going to happen again? <laughs> it's just... No I, game. It was just a whole bunch of back and forth. Xander, both of them were excited to see the other, but neither one of them wanted to come off as excited to see the other. Xander, like, pretty much blew it when they're first meeting. Right. And uh, she's like, ugh. Like, right. she's completely turned off. He's right. like, oh, hey, what's, uh, what's going on? All right, that's cool. And she's like, fine. He's like, fine. And then they part ways. <sighs> but, right. like, there's something great about the scene where they finally meet up. Because Cordy's, like, rambling to Willow about Xander. Right. And then um, Willow is, like, very desperately trying to Talk <laughs> leave to the Oz. conversation. Right, right. <laughs> Get out like, of the conversation. Like, most importantly, I want this to end. Right. <laughs> but um, then... It's like the way the camera is moving throughout the 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 hallway and through the room and the crowd and everything. It's very similar to um, uh, can't hardly wait, like where the bits of conversation that the camera picks up throughout yeah. here and there. And um, there's a point where Cordy's rambling on, but then she says something about uh, Xander always being attracted to monsters. Yeah. So you said a mouthful there, Cordy. Yep. Miss, Miss, Miss Chase. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about there. Someday, oh. someday she's going to be a demon. <laughs> spoiler alert. Angel. Spoiler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm with you. 100%. Not only that, but she like became some ethereal plane being. Came back as a reincarnated <laughs> Had gave birth demon. to herself. Right. Gave birth to herself and became a goddess. And oh my goodness. Cordelia Chase. That one, that whole Cordelia storyline and Angel just kind of went off the rails. <laughs> they jumped the shark. Like several times yep. so um then they basically cut back to buffy's life you know it's like okay this is what the kids are doing normally in school and buffy by the way the diner's name <clears throat> is in this scene where she's like walking down the street when they cut back door mm-hmm. and she runs into the old homeless people who are like i'm no one i'm no one and she's like what Wait. is wrong with these crazy people it's called helen's kitchen Helen's kitchen? Hel- yeah, like Helen. You know, like nine out of ten Helens agree. Helen's kitchen. Okay, I don't get it. Well, like hell. Hell's kitchen. Okay. Oh, oh. Okay. Right. That's what I thought you were going yeah, yeah. about. Hell end. <laughs> yeah, it's just all this little Yeah, exactly. And that's you know, and then they cut back and Giles, you know, is on search for Buffy. The yes. whole the whole like sub story is Buffy is missing, right? Yes, so Giles has been looking for Buffy this whole time. Now, is this the episode? And I, I, I totally missed it. Yes. Joyce has words for Giles. Yes, I wrote, I put <laughs> ice around them. <laughs> I drew ice. Scene one, Apple, take one. Well, thank you for going. I can hardly, uh, can hardly leave the house. I'm just afraid she'll call. She'll need my help. Buffy's the most capable child I've ever known. I mean, she may be confused or unhappy, but uh, I honestly believe she's in no danger. I just wish I could talk to her. The last thing we did was fight. Joyce, you mustn't blame yourself for her leaving. I don't. I blame you. 
You've been this huge influence on her, guiding her. You had this whole relationship with her behind my back. I feel like you've taken her away from me. I didn't make Buffy who she is. And who exactly is she? Giles. I blame you, Giles. <laughs> yes, Giles and Joyce come, like, Giles is like, oh, you know, all bumbly or whatever around her, and he's like, you know, he said he blamed himself, and, and, um, er, and Joyce is like, oh, no, he said, don't blame yourself. He t- tries to comfort Joyce, is like, don't blame yourself. He's like, oh, no, I don't. I blame you. She's not wrong. <laughs> like, where's the lie? <laughs> like, Joyce is absolutely right. And the Watcher's Council. Yes, exactly. Which is creepy, but ipso facto just the damn name the watchers council yes we're in charge of little girls right if the watchers council is going to recruit underage girls maybe they should have some parental consent lots, forms to fill out of it, right? or just at least a heads that's up. not totally not legal it's like there are so many violating different things. a lot right. of laws there's so many different things that need to be like the watchers council needs to have parental consent some maybe some counseling for the parents uh, training, absolute mandatory training for their their watch for their slayers, um, a stipend for the slayers once they get out of high school. Let's and talk so- about some federal funding. Let's <laughs> right. just be Democrats. Exactly. <laughs> Let's just get her funded. It's like maybe some hostels around the around the world if they have like when Kendra goes hopping around right. in the fucking country, she can stay somewhere. Right. And where was Kendra staying when she came to Sunnydale? Right. <laughs> they never covered that. So many questions. Right. Or where her watcher was. He just sent her off. I think he was a Mr. Matumba or something. Yeah, right, right. He's like, like, here's here's a ticket to America. You're going to be Giles' problem for a couple months. I need need some time off. Right, with your (laughs) fake accent from no country. (laughs) Woman with no country. That's what Kendra was. Yeah, so, you know... That all, that was kind of an awesome scene. That was the best that was absolutely scene wonderful. Joyce had ever. Ever. Yes, it was pretty awesome, and it was icy, and it was well-delivered. Very good acting. Then they cut back into the bronze, and the kids are like, oh, depression night. <laughs> Where's all, Buffy? All sad and blue. Yeah. Xander can't figure out how to talk to his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and then they cut back to Buffy, and, and it's the whole Lily, the needy, needy Lily. Who so transforms annoying. into an Anne, apparently, eventually down the line in the franchise. But she's like, Ricky's gone. <laughs> we should go to the blood donation place because that's how we eat. Their lives are so terrible. Right. But but so they're doing all this, but yet, did you see the size of those tattoos? How much that's would a tattoo? That's a thousand bucks. <laughs> <Right>. Easy. <laughs> And to have a matching and lined up like that, man, that was easily dropped. You know, a cheap, cheap place. But those were not cheap tattoos. Those were quality. That was a thousand bucks. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, that quality. Absolutely. And like, I would have to say like several visits worth. Like that that wasn't done in one sitting. No, no. That's 300 bucks at a time, three times with the last payment of 400. So how much blood are you guys been donating? Are you donating something else? Right, yeah, though that was just all kind of so. I think weird. Ricky and Lily turned tricks. It's basically they're like, look, we want to deal with team homelessness. What kind of things, you know, put it up on the board. What kind of things do team homeless do? Uh, donate blood for cookies and juice. Good one. Good one. We'll put that up there. Yep. Yep. That'll become a major story plot line later. Yep. Good idea. What else we got? Tattoos. Yeah, sure. Matching tattoos. Oh, good one, Tom. Give, give Tom a donut. <laughs> so they're off. Now Ricky is Buffy's problem. 
And <laughs> right, the next scene then is Buffy buffying, and I've decided that that should be a verb. Ah, and I and I can define buffing. it. And I can define it. What is it? Buffying is the follow. Intimidate, pun, and bust. Repeat. Intimidate, <laughs> pun, and bust. Because <laughs> that is that is what she does. Like that's ever that is the buffying. That is buffying. That's Intimidate perfect. somebody, make a pun, and then bust them. Yeah. I and like it. it could be literally busting them with a stake in the heart if they're a vampire. Right. That counts. That's a bust. Yes, or just busting them in their lie. Like, whatever. It's a wide range. <laughs> yes, that is what buffing is. And I like several it. Scenes you heard of it here, buffing. folks. You heard it here, folks. Dan has coined the term buffing. I'm surprised this hasn't happened already. And she quickly figures out that the blood donation place is, is sending off the healthy ones. Yeah. To, it was so funny. She's like, what do you think you're doing? This is Buffy buffing, right? If I may. <laughs> going through your files. Breaking into your place and going through your shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call the police. Rips phone out of the wall. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> you know what I like right now? I'd like a tea cozy. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. But, but I, I want, want one. Right. <laughs> and then you're going to tell me what's, where these kids are going. <laughs> and then it happens, right? And then, story. <laughs> yes. And then, you know, in the background, kind of they cut back and forth between what's Buffy doing and what's happening to Lily, who has been at this point um, enrolled by Ken into a place called the family home where her despair will be dispelled and she will get the care she needs. Oh, and no, they, Ricky's they, with us. And Lily, the dumbass, gets dressed up in a white gown <laughs> with a man, a stranger in a strange yes. room. We go see Ricky now? Right. <laughs> like, no, we have to go kneal first <laughs> before kneel. the time tub and cleanse yourself what right will i get wet (laughs) first of all before all this buffy had found like the tattoos were a major point plot point because buffy found some old dude with that lily tattoo yeah dead in the alley yes an old guy dead in the alley and she told old girl lily and she's like nah you're lying whatever but also right um yeah, Buffy has Ricky some kind know, words for her. Uh, Ricky <laughs> knew what Lily's deal was with you know changing her name every so often. Why are you gonna get some girl's fake name tattooed on you permanently? Right. Yeah. So well, that's why Ricky's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and and what's so funny too is like Buffy's trying to break this to her. It's not funny. And Lily's just like, no, he was such a good person. Mm. He's such a guy, nice guy to me. He was, you know, he was nice. He shouldn't die. And Buffy's just like, really. <laughs> Ricky dead. Get over it. Deal with it. All kinds of dead. I'm going to need you to right. focus. And she just it basically made Lily her prison bitch for the rest of the show. <laughs> Think about it. We're going to come up to the, at the end, too. And she's like, you can do this stuff because I just said you can do this stuff. <laughs> and there she was like, yep. <laughs> okay. Sure yes, boss. Sure can. I'll do it. Get right on that. So Lily's all dressed in white and following orders. From right. some weirdo she doesn't really know, and you know she's kneeling, and oh, Ricky's gonna be blah blah blah, and it's gonna be great to see you. Buffy has put together where they are, right, and breaks in and tackles. She just, well, she tries to, right, she tries to lie her way. In. Yes, right. I'm, I'm done with the sinning. Yeah, all of the sinning. You know, the sexing and the <laughs> right. And that's another form of buffying. Really, yeah. actually, that's a subgenre, possibly. Okay, but but it's a Buffy stumble. So we'll Buffy to, stumble. The Buffy stumble is when she's like, and the and. The, she's a horrible liar. Yeah, basically, like, is what it comes down All to. Right, this is what it is. Right, like, where's Ken? <laughs> right. I'm here to bust some ass. <laughs> she makes her way in there and uh... tackles them all into the pool, and they end up in another dimension. It's a dimension portal, and in this dimension tub, you. 
you know, they, which was kind of freaky. I like the way yeah. they introduced it. It was very Twilight Zony at that point in time. They're like, we're in another dimension. Oh, my face fell off. Do you know how long it takes me to glue this thing on? And I was like, it is fake. Like in real life, like that's probably that dude's face. That's his face. <laughs> it's very V-like. If you guys ever get, have watched old episodes of V, the way that right. he peeled his face off was very much like the. Did right. you ever watch V? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why I want a turtle. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, this is a human slave dimension that is ruled by despair demons. So the point, the thing is, they work, the, they gather the healthy kids and they work them till they're old. And it's a different dimension. Time but, moves more quickly in yes. our world, and and so you can live more your whole quickly life. More quickly in okay, our world than there. So like, one day down there would be like ten years up here. No. Well, no. They work them their whole life in that dimension, and then they spit them out when they're old, and it's like no time has passed. Right, right. So it would be like one day here. We don't do time travel in this house. Exactly. So you figure it out in your own homes. Exactly. (laughs) My question is, what are they building? Like, what are they doing down there? Right, (laughs) right. Building faces? (laughs) They're just just hammering and (laughs) moving and digging and what? Right, there's no stated goal. The goal was that they just don't fight back. (laughs) That's it. Let me just get up. It, it's a gerbil wheel <laughs> for human beings that are full of despair. I just want to watch them. The to remind you the that it could be worse. So if you're the kind of person that mopes and bitches and complains, <laughs> nonstop whiner, you know who you are. Nobody yeah. sits with you at lunch. Exactly. You could be that in another dimension just hammering and digging and it moving could be dirt worse. from one yeah. end to the other. And so and I think that was somewhat intentional because it's like the whole show on Buffy living the, you know, barely making it class, working poor, hmm. and the homeless teens. And it's like a could be worse. You could be a slave in a demon dimension. So basically homeless <laughs> teens because count yeah. your blessings. Yeah, chin up, homeless <laughs> teens. Chin up is what Josh Whedon has to say to you. You could be a human slave in a demon despair dimension. Oh, God. Right, he should have hit the streets with that shit. <laughs> you may not remember this, but I wanted to point out that I think the same demons that are running this dimension also make an appearance in Angel. So As dentists? Got, no. As like demons. that They're the demons that end up getting Doyle killed, I think. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so we've got already we've got three three major points in this one episode that have gone on to Angel. And so, and I guess this is also spoiler alert. Guys, seriously though, I mean, I, I can't imagine anybody's listening to this that has not watched all the entire Buffy series. Um, it's been 14 years since this episode. Because <laughs> um, it's after this season that Angel starts. So... It's kind of like, I don't know, Joss is like, all right, I got all this recent stuff. They're giving me another show, right. Exactly. Well, it was an interesting, and it was, you know, and having been a lifelong fan now for much longer since 1998, you know, I've watched the whole thing through a few times now. Mm -hmm. And I really do feel like season three was kind of the season where... I don't know, it's just really, it was a season where a lot of people joined in. A lot of people started watching, I think, because the show itself had gone through WB, WB, and then, you know, they were trying CW, to... CW, maybe? Yeah, yeah, right, right, exactly, and, and up through... Fox. A, yeah. It was a rough first, th- you know, couple of years. And so, I think in this third season, I think, in real life, they were hustling hard to figure out how to keep everything alive. I'm sure, because I, I think you're right that a lot of people did start watching in that third season, because it took a couple... 
a couple of years before anybody to really get on the ball. And this is prior to like really heavy internet use. So it was like literal word of mouth at that point, like for people to start watching as yeah. opposed to if it had started now, they would have had all these big social media campaigns going on beforehand. Everybody would be talking and yada, yada. And so they would have had the numbers immediately. Yeah. But like, I'm sure there are a lot of people who saw the original Buffy and either the Buffy movie and was either a loved it so much, didn't think that the show would live up to it. Or like me, B, saw the movie, hated it, wanted no parts of the TV Which show. Is, I think most every Buffy fan, really, honestly. <laughs> Except for those that just blindly follow. But <laughs> no judgment, tons of judgment. Anyway, the, it was interesting because the show seemed atypical in as much as it dealt with what I'm going to call out-of-verse experiences. This was out of the Buffy universe. There's a lot of things here that this was demon just dimension? Well, no, no. The demon dimension is definitely Buffyverse. Oh, the homelessness. The ho- teen homelessness gotcha. and the despair, you know, predators, if you will. That right. was kind of outside the box. Uh, they, and they do that in other episodes. They by do, all but, means. More, but much more this, subtly. The way this one was done with the lighting especially was very kind of film noir and is a very serious yeah. tone throughout. Yeah. And I thought it was effective. I thought it was, it, it, it actually made it a very sincere sell. Well, well, wasn't there even a moment where there was like a, a montage of sad and homeless teens like in alleyways and stuff with yeah, like music she, she playing went, yeah when she went looking for Lily basically or Ricky or whatever right. it is and there was old homeless people too it wasn't just about young homeless right. people but it, you know they obviously just show about teenagers so they focused on homeless teens but they also you know edged out a little bit and just kind of dealt right. with homelessness period dementia and homelessness and right. and all kinds of stuff in a very subtle way not in, in, in your face way at all and I thought that was very effective and I'm what, sure like when this actually aired there was probably a phone number to call a hotline afterwards right right? maybe so (laughs) i'm sure there was um but after you know when buffy gets down there she plays weak and lets them beat her around because her plan once as soon as she gets there is like i'm breaking all these people out right (laughs) and so she attempts you know she goes through the breakout and like there's this one point in time where she's like a four-on-one combat and she's standing on the on the top and it's totally like old school chinese uh wushu martial arts movies you know ah yes and, and that's one of the images that they use in all the trailers, too, is yes. her standing there with the blade in one hand <laughs> yes. and, the, and the club in the other, and she looks like a rock star yes. kung fu <laughs> teenage girl. It's awesome. And it's amazing, it's like, when she, right when she gets to that point, you know, because we spent this whole episode of Buffy saying, you know, I'm not Buffy. I'm, I don't know who you're talking about. I'm Anne, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then those guys are, the demons are going down the line, you know, you're not to say who you are. Who are you're you? nobody. I'm no one. That whole thing. Who are you? I'm no and one. And they finally get to Buffy, and she just looks out, and she looks down, I'm Buffy. The Vampire Slayer, and you are and right. Bam! Right, starts to get into it. Exactly, intimidate with eye contact. Pun. I'm Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and you are. And then bust. <laughs> she buffied him. She did. She buffied him hard. Yes, she buffied him hard. So she gets all the kids out, and uh, so. Well, and then they cut back to to the group, right? Because there's the parallel struggle with the group back home in Sunnydale, and her in the uh, in the demon dimension, and they're and they're here's Cordy. Cordy Bate. And they make several references to Cordy's going to be bait. So Cordy's out there being bait. <laughs> Why do I have to be bait all the time? Anyway, Buffy breaks them all out. You know, what, one great scene was when, um, you know, she's fighting those four guys. And then Lily ends up coming back in with Ken and Ken's got her under a knife. Yes. Right. And it, so all the fighting stops. Right. And he's like, 
proselytizing and talking. Right. And he walks away from Lily and he's on the edge of this very high like beam and Lily just pushes him up like, and he goes, Why don't I just great. <laughs> The way that it plays is is pretty funny. Like she's just like got this look like, what am I <laughs> just right. pushes him and is like, oh right. <laughs> right, right. That was the birth of Anne right there. And then, you know, so they, they do all break out the tub seals and they cut back at that point in time to Anne's apartment. Here's a, a quick question. Um, if time moves faster down there, uh, some of those kids should have been older when they got, got up. Like, at least, like, 30s, 40s, maybe. Like, they all came back up, like, teenagers. I don't think we have the... I don't think we understand this at all. I think and so. why does it seal up immediately? Is it just because Ken's dead? I, I think it's because they're all dead down there, or, like, maybe it seals if a demon doesn't come out. <laughs> You know what I mean? Okay. Sure. I don't know. I mean, it makes no damn sense why it's sealed. I have no idea. Okay. So Buffy it takes dramatic. Lily back. <laughs> Buffy takes Lily back to her old. It's a luxurious feature in that particular portal dimension model that has serves no punches. So yeah, so they're they're now they're in Anne, aka Buffy, the Vampire Slayer's apartment, and basically, you know, Buffy's like, look, there's three weeks left on the on the room here. It's paid. Um, you can have my job at Helen's Kitchen, and here you go, Lily. And she's all, I can't take care. I'm not good at taking care of myself. And then it gets more pathetic. <laughs> Which, and then she looks at the... <laughs> Can I be Anne? <laughs> and just, I don't care. At that point, Buffy should have been halfway Buffy's out the like, door. I just gave you my place. I just gave you my job. <laughs> What else do I need? Of course you can be Anne. You, want my you have a name tag. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's like, your name now. I'm leaving. I'm going right. home. Look, I got some more shirts in there. You can be Stu, Bud, <laughs> Candy. <laughs> you can be Izod if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like... Uh, and then essentially, you know, the next cut is the homecoming. Yes, Joyce's. I don't know, fixing the sink, kitchen sink, or something, or the dishwasher. Like I don't know, what was she doing? Cleaning the dishwasher? No, fixing the sink. She was under the under the sink on the floor. I probably thinking evil things about Giles. (laughs) She's like, yeah, I can grind him up in this garbage disposal. Yeah, and then Buffy shows up in the the back kitchen. uh, Yes, that's what she was doing. She was. Fixing the garbage disposal so it would be broken, quote unquote, and then call Giles to ask him to come over and fix it. Because you know Joyce wants some Giles. (laughs) She's mad at him, but she wants him. She wants him. She does. See it. So Buffy comes home. (laughs) Knocks on her her own door. Oh, thing. Mama. Oh. Oh, that just totally reminded me of the body episode. Ah! That's going to be. Oh. Oh God! That's oh, still chills. I get chills. And and we're to believe that Joyce has this home in California on a gallery. <laughs> what is she like a docent? Salary a like a docent, right? She's not even the manager, right? She's the own it. assistant manager of a gallery of an art gallery in mm. in Sunnydale. Maybe the the divorce settlement was a very good. Maybe she's getting alimony. I guess her dad really is a Buffy's no show. Buffy's dad sucks. He no show throughout the whole show. Now he's been a, he's popped up twice. Right, I think. Not, right, but not but really. Not when spoiler. Not when Joyce. Not for Joyce's funeral. Couldn't be bothered. Right. Couldn't be bothered when his daughters were in need of a parental unit or a parental figure. Nope. Right. So Hank Summers. Oh, 
Fuck you. Seriously. So yes. So that was uh that was Anne. Uh, the song of the week. There's only really one song like that wasn't Christoph Beck in this episode by Belly Love called "Back to Freedom." Cordy Burn. I did not. I don't. I didn't mark one. I think the one about Xander liking uh, monsters. The, no. Well, that was that was a self burn, <laughs> but she didn't know it at the time. <laughs> the best Cordy Burn, if I may, okay. was so when she's doing Cordy bait and and she's following Xander, being like, "Why are you ignoring me?" Mm-hmm. He's like, get out of my hiding spot. And they're fighting right then and there. She's like, wouldn't you forget about me on the plane? It was on the cab. It's on the way to the plane. She's like, oh, I bet you hooked up with some hot mummy. Oh, yeah, I heard about the mummy, right? That was the best burn. It was the mummy, the mummy burn, because there was an I episode in which one mummy. of the mummies had a crush on yeah. Xander. No, it's when he actually hooked up with a mummy. He did hook up with, with the mummy? Inca Mummy Girl was Ooh, he was did first, hook up with a mummy. First season. <laughs> he didn't pull that whole Ross Keller shit either. We were on a break, see? And Xander lived to kiss again because they did end up making out before that scene was over so gentlemen remember never say you're on a break even if you are even if you are nobody cares um worst thing you could say so we had seven bodies dropped in this episode um they were ricky yes death by drinking drain cleaner we have aaron bludgeoned to death by a demon slave driver Sure. Andrew Holick accidentally pushed by Cordelia Chase into a stake held by Xander. Xander. That was the vampire that the, the crazy crew killed. We have a guard that was bludgeoned by Buffy. Another guard that was impaled by Buffy with a spike club. Another guard killed by Buffy. And Ken, I guess Buffy ultimately smashed his skull so they give yeah. they give Buffy the kill on that one not yeah really. right because he apparently which yeah it's, they, they, they missed one they missed one who what the very first vampire that Willow Xander and they Oz didn't kill him he, he got away <gasps> you're right mm-hmm. that's why they needed Buffy yep Hey, Seven. Look at that. I'm so glad we had this conversation. <laughs> Seriously, I love you. That's, oh, I love you. <clears throat> Want to see my impression of of Gandhi? You know, if he was really pissed off. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, uh, let us know what you think of Anne. Is this one of? This is not one of my favorite episodes. Like seriously, when I rewatch Buffy, I usually skip over this one. Or, really? Or f- sleep? But now that I know that it's your first and my first, I know it, it's it going in the on, baby book. It's such a more Our special meeting will watch now. This, well, this, it just this is where sense. we're going to start them. <laughs> That'll be our like our tribe thing, and then and then you go back right and watch right. seasons one and two exactly. Um, let us know what you think. You can send us a voicemail message at four one two three eight five seven two five zero, or you can just record it as an MP three file, less than two minutes, please, and email that to revisiting sunnydale at gmail dot com. No one's done this yet. We would really appreciate it if you do it. Uh, we'd totally play it on the air. I want to thank everybody who has been following us and conversing with us on conversing conversating corresponding corresponding with us on twitter at back to sunnydale and you can reach me uh, camila at the underscore rugged angel and also dan me yes has a has a song it's, I do that has been released on iTunes today. Yes, and I had somebody bought it already. <laughs> I have sold a song. How would you describe your music? <laughs> um, spiritual, humorous, a little country, folky. 
So there is a, his first, his debut tune is called Kryptonite and Superman. And you can go to iTunes, look up Kansas Stan, and then just go purchase the song uh, because it's, it's a, it's, it's a good song. It's very, the lyrics are very interesting, especially if you uh, are familiar with Pittsburgh at all. Or Pittsburgh culture. Yes. That I'm so- it it fit well from for St. Louis too. You, I could I could easily make that song about St. Louis. Okay, so you can also go to Kansas Dan's uh, Facebook page and like Kansas Dan because and also if you enjoy our banter, if you enjoyed our banter here, um, Dan and I have several episodes of Down to Watch. That is another podcast that we started a while back where we talk about music, movie, and TV. Music, movies, and TV. So you can um, down to watch podcasts. There's also a Facebook page. There's a Twitter, DTW Podcast. And all of these episodes can be found under Rugged Angel Productions on iTunes and Libsyn. Rugged Angel is one word. Do you have anything else you'd like to add, Dan? I just really love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> I just want to go out on record and say that. And I really also enjoyed Angel. You've come Angel. so far, and you're, um, you're letting, out, letting your freak flag fly. On your geekery. show? Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't even use my name for no. about three years. Yep. <laughs> and, and now like, you're just like, I just love I Buffy so much. I, I love Buffy. Buffy so much. I do. I love Angel too. <laughs> and then that whole show. I loved that Angel show, man. That show was awesome. I needed... Angel show, not the first season with Doyle and stuff, but after that, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't let. Okay. Angel had a rough start too. It did. It, it had a real rough ending. It, like I, I did honestly fall off, and then just when we got together, I was like, oh, I can finally watch the end of Angel. <laughs> sorry. I used it. Totally. I mean, <laughs> it makes sense. I mean, seriously, it was like, you're right. It had a really rocky start the first season it took a while it was a lot of stumbling and then that end it was like oh shit like hurry up and run it was like somebody <laughs> um, never mind <laughs> well there, I do want to say this I am a tremendous fan of all of the actors that carried the story I'm obviously a tremendous fan of Joss Whedon but just of both you know Cordelia and not Cordelia what's her name Charisma um, Carpenter Charisma Carpenter David Boreanaz uh, Michelle Who's Michelle? Are you talking about Angel or Buffy? Buffy. All right. Mich- Dawn? No. Michelle Trackenberg? Buffy's real Oh, name. Sarah Michelle Geller. Thank you. Her <laughs> middle name. We're on the middle name episode. It's Anne. Yes. Her middle name is Michelle. That's how my brain works. Anyway. Specifically. Nicholas Brendan, Seth Green, everybody. Am I forgetting? Allison Hannigan. Hello. Yeah. Your An- girl. Yeah. Anathan. Um, Anthony Stewart Head. Yes, Anthony Stewart Head. All right, we're going to go now. What's Joyce's, we, uh, what's Joyce's name? Come on, Kristen Sutherland. Kristen, Christine right. Sutherland. Christine Sutherland. I just wanted to make sure you knew them all. Sure. Street cred's important. All right, thank you, Dan, for helping me out. Big Kane's coming up. And, um... Bye, people. The episode, uh, the song we're going to go out to today, this one goes out to Buffy's, Buffy's time on the streets. <laughs> Runaway Train by Soul Asylum. Either